Thank you for joining me again for Rev Kev and the root where we get to the root and not just the shoot. Let's uh, say a word of prayer before we get started. Father, I just ask that you bless this time together and that you would bless this podcast. Lord, that you would give us your anointing to be able to uh, proclaim your word as it should be proclaimed. And Lord, that you would give us your anointing so that we can, Lord, have revelation as far as what your word is actually saying, not just the words on the page, but Lord, the picture that is behind those words, the revelation that is behind those words, the illustrations that's behind those words, and Lord, the life lessons that are behind those words. Lord, I ask that you would speak through me, speak to me and through me, Lord, because only as you speak to me can I speak. And Lord, only as I hear from you is what I say, what I hear you saying to me. So Lord, I ask that you would manifest yourself during this time, Lord, because we know that you are uh, God and that your son, Yeshua, is the word. And that everything that was spoken before, Lord, uh, even through the prophets, uh, is coming to pass and have come to pass even, Lord. So, Lord, I just ask that you'd have your way in this podcast and be glorified, Lord, as your word said that the whole earth would be full of your glory. Baruch ta Adonai Eloheinu Malek HaOlem Asher Bakabanu Makol HaAmem Venetin Lanu Et Torato Baruch ta Adonai Neten HaTorah Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who chose us from all the peoples and gave to us his Torah. Blessed are you, Lord, giver of the Torah. And I thank God that uh, uh, the Jewish people are not just Caucasian people, but they're also African people. Amen. Uh, and, you know, the Bible says that Abraham would be the father of not just one nation, but of many nations. Uh, and even though uh, a lot of the not all, but a lot of the Caucasian uh, persuasion has sought to diminish the uh, the uh, relevance of the African people uh, and sought to suppress them and to erase them from history and to erase us from even being one of God's chosen people. But I thank God that he has shown the truth that his people are also and his Jewish people are also of African descent. It is a fact. Amen. And so we've been talking about uh, Job and his plight. And of course, everything that is written in the word of Hashem uh, is there because we all live life and life happens to every one of us. There is no one on the face of the earth that is exempt 
from life. And what I mean by that is not just the mere inhaling and exhaling of breath, but the circumstances that arise in this world uh, of one nature or another. And so none of us are exempt from that. None of us are exempt from suffering. None of us are exempt from joy. None of us are exempt from pain. None of us are exempt from anything that happens under the sun. Um, so um, let me say this in my introduction. First of all, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you are. Amen. The term Bible is from the Latin word ta biblia. In Latin, it means the book. And the um, the Old Testament, as some call it, or the former covenant, are used by non-Jews to describe the Hebrew scriptures, which includes us of African descent. The actual term is Tanakh. That is what the actual term is for the Old Testament or the uh, former covenant, which is what the Old Testament is or the former covenant is actually a covenant that God made with uh, the Hebrew people. Uh, and the actual term, as I said, is Tanakh, which is derived as an acronym from the Hebrew letters of its three components or its three parts, which is the Torah, the Nevim and the Ketuvim. Amen. The Torah, of course, as you know, uh, has uh, the Pentateuch, which uh, includes Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. That's the English names for those books. That is not the actual Hebrew names, but that is the English names for those books. And then we have, you know, the Nevim or the Prophets. Uh, which is uh, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, and Zechariah. Then we have the Ketuvim, uh, you know, but besides the prophets. And then we have the Psalms. We have Proverbs, Job, Song of Solomon, Ruth, Lamentations, and Ecclesiastes. But right now we're in the book of Job, and I had said in the other podcast, and sometimes you may mean to say one thing when you when you're thinking or when you're teaching or preaching or what have you, and you listen to it later and you didn't say what you meant to say. So with that being said, as the phrase that is now so widely used today, with that being said, um, when I said that there were no wise in the Hebrew, I actually meant that there were no J's in the Hebrew, but there is a Y's, which is a Yud, is where the letter Y comes from, or the sound Y, the Y sound uh, from the Yud. So anyway, Job's name is actually not Job, it is Yov in the Hebrew. His name is Yov. And, you know, we've been talking, uh, like I said, from the book of Yov, and uh, there's a whole lot in there that 
which all of the Bible, must make no mistake about it, all of the Bible is applicable to all of our lives if we believe in God and believe in his word. There are some people who do not believe in God. There are some who are atheists. There are some who are agnostic. There are some who are Satanists or what have you. But those who do not believe in the word of God, then they will have to pay the consequences of ignoring his mitzvot. Uh, they'll have to pay the consequences of that. And so uh, to me, it is very clear that Elohim or Hashem is God and is the creator of everything. And so the title of this podcast message is simply questions, questions, just like you ask a question. It's Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S, questions. And when you read the book of Yov, or when I read the book of Yov, you know, uh, even before I read it, there are questions. Because if you look at life and you look at the things that happen in life, you can't, I can't, well, let me not say you, I can't help but to ask questions. And so even as from the outset of the book of Yov, when Satan uh, the Bible says that there was a day when the sons of God presented themselves before the Lord and Satan came amongst them and he began to uh, be in the presence of those who were in God's presence. Now, there is some question uh, 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 as far as who were the sons of God. Me personally, I believe that they were angels. And so. However, whether they were angels or actual human beings, Satan came amongst them and God asked him a question because God already knew where Satan had been and what he had been up to. Make no mistake about it, that God knows what Satan is doing and he knows where Satan is located at all times. There is something called the omniscience of God, which means God knows everything just like the omnipresence of God. Omni means all, all present. And omniscient, it uh, means all knowing or he knows everything, you see. But he asked Satan a question. He said, uh, Hasatan or the Satan, he asked him, he said, uh, have you considered my servant Eov? And the devil said to God, uh, you know, how can I get to him when you place the hedge around him and around everything that he owns, you see? So just that statement, if you would analyze that statement, you would if and break that statement down, you would see that he had he knew who Job was. He had visited Job. And not only did he visit Job, but he visited everything that Job possessed because the reason why I know that is because he said that you placed a hedge around him. So that means he has inspected Job or Yov. And he said that you placed a hedge around everything that he owned. So that means that he had inspected all of Yov's things or belongings uh, or substance and saw that God had placed a hedge around everything. Now, in my mind, there should not be a time in our scripture study or reading or however our uh, 
you know, our looking into the scripture or our examining the scripture where there is not questions. And, you know, some of the older people uh, before my generation would say that, you know, as for, and really as far as concerning God, that you're not supposed to question God, that you're not supposed to ask questions. But, you know, the way I see it, God says in his word that he is a father and that we are his children. And God shows us that he is a better father to us than what our earthly parents or father could ever be. So is it not true that we can ask our earthly father if they're a good father? Now, I'm not talking about uh, a, a psychopath or anything like that, or, or uh, you know, a completely deranged person that, you know, uh, uh, is not a good father, but I'm talking about a father that is a father, not just a daddy, but a father, because there's a difference. Can you not ask them a question or can you not question things, uh, whether it be what they have told you to do or just things in life in general? You see, you're not questioning their authority, but you just want to know. You're curious and you want to know. Well, why does this work this way and why does that work that way? And how is it that this works this way? You see, so my first question is, uh, you know, um, my first question actually is concerning this scenario of Satan going before God is how much authority does Satan have to do the things or to carry out his agenda against humanity? How much authority does he have to carry out his agenda against a person or against all of humanity? And you see that when Satan went before God, that God asked him the question, have you considered, have you thought about, or have you pondered the idea of my servant, Yov? you see? And Satan immediately, or in over a period of time, answered God, however long it was, the Bible doesn't tell us, but he said, you have placed a hedge around him. Then he said, if you would allow me to touch him, his possessions, then he will curse you to your face. If you allow me to touch his flesh, because skin for skin, Job is not serving you for nothing, but he's serving you for your blessings. You see, is in essence what Satan was saying to God. And so Satan could not just go and attack Job and kill Job or kill his children or kill his livestock, you see. But he had to ask for permission. Now, let me bring it up to the New Testament or the latter covenant. Jesus one time told Peter. He said, Peter. Satan desires to have you. He said, Satan desires to sift you as wheat, you see, and he gave Peter this uh, picture or this illustration of, of wheat. It was something that Peter or Shimon Kepha in the Greek is what Peter's name is. Shimon Kepha is something that he understood and he understood what it meant that Satan desires to have you. Satan has asked for you. 
So Satan could not just go and do what he wanted to do to Shimon Kepha, to Peter, but he had to ask permission. And so we understand that Satan does not have ultimate reign or ultimate free will over mankind, you see. And so, you know, you know, I asked the question, well, why does uh, bad things happen? Why does bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen in the world at all? And there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a whole lot of bad things that happen. There's some good things that happen too. It's not all negative. It's not all bad, but there is a whole, there, really there's a whole lot of bad, but there's too much bad that happens in the world. There's too much negative that happens in the world. And the further that we get away from God's mitzvot and the further we get away from uh, uh, you know, even the, the Ten Commandments, the worse things get. And so, you know, I look at it like turning off a light. And God's word, David said, is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. Well, you turn off the light, you can't see where you're walking. So if we shut out God's mitzvot, his commandments, his Ten Commandments, his laws, then we can't see where we're walking. Now, if you decide in your mind that God is not real. I don't believe in God. I don't accept God. I believe it's just fate. I believe it's in the cards. I believe it's luck. I believe it's a rabbit's foot. You know, I, I, I believe it's whatever, you see. Then that's on you. But the thing is, see, I don't argue with people about God because one day we're all going to know the truth. And if we preach God and preach Jesus, Yeshua, then we've done our job, you see. And so that person can't say on judgment day, well, I didn't know, I didn't hear, nobody told me. Yes, somebody did tell you. But however, uh, keeping on, on topic, uh, Job or Job said in the Bible, he said, man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. And I was telling someone one time, I said, that just doesn't seem right. That man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Look like it should be many days and few troubles. But that's not what Yov said. And if you, once again, if you examine uh, where, where Yov was from, the land of Uz, then you begin to see, uh, when you look at the definition, it meant counsel. He was from a place that, uh, uh, you know, was, was steeped in knowledge and counsel, like you would counsel someone. So his three friends came to counsel him, came to sit with him and listen to him and advise him and examine the situation that was going on in his life. You know, and how many times do we actually ask questions about what's going on in our lives? You know, and some people say, well, man, that's just the way it is. You know, but is that really what we should do? Should we just accept a circumstance without examining that circumstance and asking the questions that are needful in that circumstance? Because each circumstance, I believe, is a sequence of a bigger picture. Each circumstance is a sequence of a bigger picture. You know, if you go once again to the New Testament, the Bible says that he causes all things to work together for the good of those 
who love God and those who are the called according to his purpose. So he's causing things to work together for his purpose. And what is his purpose? We have to pray and ask God, what is your purpose in this situation? If God, listen, if God allows a situation, you best believe that he has a purpose behind allowing that situation or that circumstance. God will not allow anything into our lives that's just random or, or is just, you know, circumstantial or is just something that just came out of the blue. No, 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 no. And we understand that Satan has some uh, uh, control over the weather because of the simple fact. Now, he doesn't have ultimate control, but he has some control. The Bible in 1 John calls him the God of this world. So he has some control because as Satan went out from God, after God gave him the permission, then a strong wind, a tornado more than likely, uh, or a water spout tore into the home where Job's children was and destroyed the home and also killed his children, you see. And so God already knew what was going to happen, but he allowed Satan to send that tornado or that water spout and to destroy the home where Job's children or Job's children were meeting for a banquet or a party and it destroyed the whole house. You see? And, and you know, God, and the question has to be asked, well, why did God allow that to happen? Why did he allow it to happen? You know, and there's so many people that face so many different circumstances today. And I don't have all the answers, but God does have the answers. And I believe that if we pray, maybe there's somebody that's toiling with something right now, asking a question, well, why? Why did my mom die from cancer? Why did my dad die from kidney failure? Why did my friend die in that car accident? Why, 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 why did my friend die from COVID? Why? You see, did, did, did God not know what was going to happen? And since he knew what was going to happen, why did he allow it to happen? You see, but let me tell you this about God, that many times, and, and I believe that God hurts when we hurt, but God sees the bigger picture of the greater good that's going to come out of a circumstance or situation if he allows it to happen in your life. That's what I believe, that God sees the bigger picture and the greater uh, uh, situation that is going to come out of that situation. If we uh, if if we go through this situation and allow the situation to happen and if God allows the situation to happen in our lives, then there is going to be a greater good that comes out of that situation if he allows it. And if God allows it, it's not to punish you and it's not to be a tyrant and it's not to be, uh, 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 you know, uh, cruel to you. But it's because God sees the bigger picture and God sees the greater good that is going to come out of the situation if he allows it in your life. You know, and many times people 
you know, we get we get bitter and we get angry and we get resentful at God because you allowed this to happen to me. You allowed this unfortunate situation to happen in my life. You knew what was going to happen. But let me tell you, God knew what was going to happen in Job's life. But God had a greater plan. And that seems hard. And that seems harsh because some people have lost children. And why? Why did God allow that to happen? Because God saw a greater good and God saw what was going to happen down the road. And let me tell you, once again, I don't have all of the answers. I don't have all of the answers. But, you know, sometimes there's more questions than what there, there are answers. But one of Job's friends name was Eliphaz and Eliphaz name in Hebrew means God is fine gold. God is fine gold. The, the first part of Eliphaz name is E-L, it's L. And that is a uh, noun that means God. And the second part is uh, Faz, or, which means uh, refined pure gold. It's from Pazaz, which is a Hebrew word, uh, which is a verb. It means to be refined. It means personal insight. In Well, this is what God showed me about that. It means to be refined. But God showed me that Eliphaz had a personal insight into God. And a lot of times, as hard as some situations may be, we will never learn God without going through some circumstances and situation in our life. And there's some things we don't want to go through, but if we don't go through them, we will never learn that particular thing about God. The Bible says that uh, tribulation worketh patience, you know, and patience hope and tribulation is trouble. Sometimes we have to go through trouble and tribulation and patience is endurance you see, and we learn to endure as we go through trials and tribulations and that thing works a certain amount of maturity in us, which is being able to endure, you see. And so, you know, Yov went through what he went through and we have to go through what we have to go through. Everybody's circumstance and situation is different. I mean, you know, and some of us go through similar circumstances, but a lot of the time we go through situations that's that's different, you know. Uh, but the Bible does say that there is no temptation, temptation or trouble or testing, which really temptation means testing. There is no testing that has taken you, but such as is common to man. Now, let me go back to the scripture that I brought up earlier when I said that the Bible says that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God, those who love God, those who are the called, you see, because God said that he called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. But he doesn't work it out uh, after our plans. He doesn't work it out according to our designs. He doesn't work it out according to our blueprint, but he works all things together for the good of those who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. 
It's his purpose. The Bible also says that many plans are made in the heart of a man, but the Lord's purpose shall prevail. So even though, you know, we, we want things to work out a certain way, it's going to work out the way that God wants it to work out. And that's just the facts that, you know, it works out the way that God wants it to work out. And so, you know, as, as, as we look at Yov and we look at the circumstances and situations and we ask questions about this particular scenario, you know, how much authority does Satan really have, you know, and, and sometimes it would almost seem like, uh, Satan, you know, is, is, is winning, uh, a, a large part of the battle. But when you look at it globally, he's really not, you know, uh, but God is still on the throne and he's still in control of everything. But not only that, but then I asked the question, you know, well, why, why, why do, you know, people suffer? Why do good, why do bad things happen to good people? In other words, like the book says, uh, and there's a book entitled that, you know, why did bad things happen to good people? Job or Yov did everything that he could possibly do to, um, you know, to uh, please God and to be right in the sight of God. But yet this happened in his life. But it wasn't God that made it happen. It was an enemy called Satan that caused it to happen. You see, and I believe that there are really only two powers in this world. And the second one is created by the first one. But the second one that was created went bad. He became corrupt and his name is Satan. And so I believe that God created everything. Hashem created everything. And he also created Satan. In Isaiah, I believe it's the 14th chapter, I believe, but it talks about, you know, Satan and his name actually was Lucifer. That was what his name began as, Lucifer. Uh, and uh, he called him the son of the morning. And the Bible says that he was beautiful and he, you know, uh, he was in heaven with God and he was uh, an archangel. But one day he decided that he wanted to be greater than God. He said, I will make my throne above the stars of God and I will sit on the sides of the north. And, you know, the north side is, is, is Mount Zion is where God sits in the mountains of heaven. And so he said, I'm going to sit my throne in the north above the stars of God. The stars of God is the angels of God above the angels of God. And so Satan became rebellious and God had to cast him out of heaven. And at that point, he became Satan because Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And the Bible says in the book of Revelation, woe unto you inhabitants of the earth, because the devil has come down to you having great wrath, knowing that his time is short. And so, you know, the, I'm going to give you the old adage. The old adage says that misery loves company. And so Satan knows that God will cast him one day into the lake of fire with the Antichrist and the false prophet and the beast. And he will cast them into the lake of fire and they're going to burn forever and ever and ever. You see and so, you know, people say misery loves company, which is the truth. A lot of time when a person is miserable, they want everybody else to be miserable along with them. And so this is Satan. He's miserable. And so he wants to destroy 
and everybody's life as many people as possible. Not only that, but most of the time when you see uh, uh, something going uh, south uh, with a relationship or, you know, domestically with a husband and a wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Then a lot of times when it becomes violent, then that person, if they can't get that individual, then they're going to attack their family. Well, Satan couldn't get God. So now I'm going to attack his creation. I'm going to attack his children. I know I can't get to him, but I can hurt him by another way, by attacking his children and getting them to turn against him and getting them to become like me, evil and corrupt, you see. And so Satan tried to break Job. Satan saw the piety of Job. He saw the uprightness of Job. He saw the, the, the righteousness of Job. He saw that Job, that there was nobody else like Job. And he said, hmm, he is prime picking. I am going to get him because he is doing something that I, that he may wish. I'm not going to say he wishes, but he may wish that he could get back into heaven. He may wish, you know, and maybe that's why he came amongst the, uh, the, the sons of God because he wishes that he could get back into heaven, but he has been kicked out of heaven eternally. And so he tried to break Job, but he could not break Job. No matter what Satan did to Job, he could not break him. He even tried to speak through his wife and say, well, why don't you just curse God and die? But Job said, you sound like a foolish woman. You see, you sound like a woman with uh, uh, empty head. That's what the, the Bible's uh, definition of a fool is. One that is empty headed or worthless. So he said, you sound like a fool. And Job said, or Job said, of all of his calamities, he said, the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. He said, blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, <laughs> You have to ask questions about your circumstance and your situation, but don't go around just asking other people. Ask God, why am I going through this circumstance, this situation? Because there is a reason. There is, if God allowed it to happen, there's a reason behind why, why he allowed whatever he allowed in your life. There is a reason. Some things are hurtful, some things to us. Some things are painful to us. Some things are discouraging to us. But yet there is a reason why God allowed it. We have to ask. We have to examine. Because if we don't ask and we don't examine, then we, what good is the circumstance except to hurt us and to, and to get us depressed and things like that. But if we're going to go through the circumstance and the situation, let's ask questions and let's learn why we went through the circumstance. What are you trying to build in my life, Lord? What are you trying to do in my life? What are you trying to do in someone else's life? Because there are people that are watching us go through our circumstances and our situations. And so if we crumble and in that time of trouble and in that time of, uh, 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 you know, trial and testing, if we crumble, then what hope do they have? There are people that look up to us. There are people that examine our lives. You have neighbors that are watching you. You have people on your job that are watching you. You have family members that are watching you and watch how and they're watching how you go through what you have to go through. You see. 
And maybe Job's words made a profound, they may have been hurtful to his wife at, the, at that time, but maybe they made a profound impact on her life. I see what my husband is going through, she said. I see the suffering, she said. I see the, 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 the boils all over his body. She said, he has, you know, we have lost all of our children, you know, but yet he is hanging in there. Yet he said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yet he said, naked I came into this world and naked I shall leave, which are exact and, and uh, ultimate truths. But maybe those words and his, uh, you know, his uh, fortitude made a difference in her life. Because remember, not only did Job lose or Job lose his children, but his wife also lost her children. And so where she responded, just curse God and die. On the one hand, her husband had more strength and her husband did the right thing and responded to the circumstances and the situation in the right way, you see. And I'm pretty sure that that made a profound impact on her life and on his friend's life, on Eli Eliaphas and uh, Bilhah and, and, his, and you know, all of his three friends that came to see him. I'm sure it made a profound impact on their lives, you see. And let me tell you, you can only counsel someone and help someone. And I'm talking to pastors. I'm talking to, to Christian counselors. I'm talking to whoever you are. You can only help someone and counsel someone, you know, when, when you have learned the very core of what I'm talking about. And when you have learned how to go through circumstances and situations, in other words, Jesus said, you know, uh, you know, the, sometimes the blind lead the blind. Well, you, you know, you need to be able to see. And in order to be able to see, we have to not only go through circumstances, but we have to ask questions about that circumstance and find out why we went through that circumstance. What is the, the, the trigger points that uh, caused that circumstance or what have you? Why? Why did we go through that? So at this point, I'm going to close this podcast. And if you'd like to uh, contact me, it's RevKev and the Root 2020 at gmail.com. RevKev and the Root 2020 at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you.